0: This Rangers bullpen has become an enormous problem. The Rangers lose their seventh straight game. What the heck has to change for this team to end this horrendous kid? We're going to talk about all that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Friday, August 25th. Your Rangers are 72-55, and 55, still alone atop the AL West, with a one-game lead now over those stupid, stinking Houston Astros. And also the Seattle Mariners, who are now tied for second place in the AL West. Thank y'all so much for making Locked on Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube where the best thing you can do to help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Unless unless you're an Astros fan just in there to be rude, then, then you don't comment anything. Just go away you don't comment comment fellow rangers fans who are, are sad and commiserating about the sadness of this team before we get into the sad miserable just godforsaken seventh loss in a row this episode is brought to you by sleeper swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money download the sleeper app and use promo code locked and you'll get up to a 100 hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms used for details currently operational in over 30 states check out sleeper today now, once again, for the fourth episode out of five this week, it was, it was nearly five, but I, I I tried to bring a little bit of sunshine into yesterday's show because the Rangers didn't lose the day before, and that was a nice change of pace for the last, you know, seven games where the Rangers have lost every single game, and it, it felt like as everything has gone wrong, but everything just keeps going wrong. It doesn't matter what this team does well in a game the last week and a half. They will find some other way to blow a game. The offense has a great game and explodes, and they destroy an opposing starting pitcher. Well, that's the day that the starting pitching of the Texas Rangers is going to implode, and also the bullpen is going to implode as well. Starting pitching does great. Well, that's the day that the offense is going to show up absolutely bone dry, and the relief pitching is going to give up runs in the one nothing ninth inning game against Arizona. It just does not matter what is going right what i mean it not it's not like literally everything has been terrible for every single one of these games it's not like the rangers are getting blown out every single time and i I think that almost makes it more frustrating is they're so close in all of these games in so many one-run games this at least wasn't a one-run loss it was a two-run loss but but still was a game it was a one-run game until the rangers gave up a two-run homer and just blew this game wide open in the bottom of the eighth inning because, of course, Will Smith, who was the most reliable reliever in this bullpen, and Josh Spores, who was incredibly reliable for about a month and a half before he had bicep tendonitis and then just has not been the same since he's come back. I mean, Will Smith has been absolutely cooked in the month of August. And, well, Will Smith came in in a, a pretty pretty tight jam with runners on first and second with no outs and he first pitch gets a double play you think okay are things starting to go right for the rangers it's still a one-run lead at that point rangers still had the lead and then no no of course not the rangers are going to get a pinch hit two-run homer from the backup catcher to come in and just ruin everything because of course why why not why wouldn't the rangers have that happen to them it's just everything is so incredibly frustrating. And I think it's... I, I know it's probably the right move for Bochy to keep his, his head on level and most of these players kind of keep their heads on level. They've, they've been around the big leagues for a while. But at some point, you kind of want Bochy to just start screaming and, and throwing things. I know that's not who he is, and for the most part, the, this Rangers leadership, is that's not who they are. Marcus Simeon isn't going to, you know, scream in somebody's face. Corey Seager is not going to scream in somebody's face. They're just going to go out there and try and be better, and, and those guys were were great in this one. Marcus Simeon had a homer to lead off the game. Corey Seager had his 24th home run of the season. Simeon's was his 20th home run of the season, and Luis Tavares looks like he's breaking out of his slump. He had his second home run, I believe, since the All-Star break, and it was an opposite field home run. I've been saying for the last like week or so that Leody's at bats have been looking a whole lot better, and they have. And he had a couple of really pretty good games in Arizona with great defensive plays and that base running, uh, that brilliant base running move of having to force a throw on first base after working a walk in a game where he also had a double. He's got extra base hits in three straight games. Where on that wild throw, that wild pickoff attempt, he went from first to third base with just one out and the Rangers couldn't score him and the Rangers end up losing and you know, yada, yada, yada. That's just kind of the way things go. But I mean, he was coming up big and even Travis Jankowski had a two RBI day. The only hit the Rangers had with runners in scoring position on the day, there were only two hits with runners in scoring position by both teams combined. They were combined two for 13. One of them was the two RBI single from Travis Jankowski who one of his three hits on the night was a bunt base hit. That's kind of what got him going in this one. And the other... The other hit with a sc- runner in scoring position was the two-run bomb that Will Smith gave up with a runner on third base. Because, of course, of course it was. And that was the go-ahead home run by the Twins. But it, it just does not matter what this team is doing. Well, at this point, it, it it is just, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, it's just so incredibly frustrating. And it feels like a common theme of this team has been some struggles with starting pitching at times not being able to go deep into games with Andrew Heaney this is my biggest pet peeve about Heaney he's a fine serviceable fifth starter like that, that's what he is and I, I get really frustrated with him because he works so many walks and there's he can only throw about 80 pitches before he stops being as effective and he also gives up massive taters but him not being able to go deep into games when this bullpen is is so unreliable at this point. It kind of starts to spiral and starts to, you know, accumulate more than it just being an Andrew Heaney issue. And that's kind of why I I leaned more towards Martin Perez over Andrew Heaney. Now, I I know that Martin Perez wasn't great this year, but he had a lot of outings where he went deep into games. And and most of the games, he would get you five, six innings almost every single time out. And that is why I really liked Martin Perez, because this, this offense, for the most part, could score has for most of the season has been able to score very well and the bullpen has been kind of untrustworthy except in low leverage situations and if your starter is at least getting you six seven innings then that is less of the bullpen that you have to use and you know you don't have to have as deep of a bullpen which the rangers just don't have a deep bullpen right now i mean i'm going to go through some of the other potential bullpen options and some actual kind of positive news on the injury notes and of course later on we're going to talk about our prospect of the week um, but first, let's hear this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Why did the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper, the number one sports app, We can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Do you think that Corey Seager is going to hit another home run, or do you think that the Rangers are going to get absolutely cooked and no matter who is thrown out there as a starting pitcher well you can you know go make some picks on the twins to go do some damage or the twins starting pitching to do some damage against the rangers you know if you do the sleeper you can swim for the fences for up to 100 times your payouts all you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs strikeouts hits and more get your picks right and you could win pick if you're Betting on the Twins, just hitting a whole bunch of home runs against the Rangers yet again tomorrow. Well, I mean, they gave up five in this one, so why not six tomorrow if you're feeling lucky? Then head to, uh, head to Sleeper, the number one sports app. Like I just said, use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Shout out to the everydayers for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day on Monday show. we talking with Brandon of Locked On Twins about this weekend's series. The Rangers take on the Twins this weekend. You can catch every pitch with the Hometown Broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, the Rangers did get a little bit more good news on the injury front, including about Jonah Haim, who he took some, quote, dry swings as a righty and had no issue according to Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News. He also noted that the Rangers are saying it's his timing that's off, not a physical issue, and they are not as of yet concerned. He did have his first hard-hit ball since coming off the I.L. was 101 miles an hour off the bat, and of course, because that's the Rangers' luck, it was hit right at the first baseman and turned into a double play because... Of course it was. Why, why would it not be? But the Rangers also got some positive news on Nathan Eovaldi, who threw another bullpen today. I believe that's five times that he has thrown in the last week and a half, maybe, maybe two weeks. And it seems like he could be coming back without a rehab start. And it seems like he's going to be on a pretty limited pitch count whenever he does come back, somewhere around the 40 to 45-ish pitch range if he does not throw a rehab start, which... There have been no definitive set days for when he's actually going to come back, but the consensus murmurings that I'm hearing is about September 1st. That would move Andrew Heaney to a kind of piggyback starter role, and I think that's probably best for him since he is not going deep into games. Just kind of have him piggyback off of Evaldi's start for now, and then once Eovaldi gets back up to the full 100-ish pitch Limit, then you throw Andrew Heaney back there in the bullpen. Maybe he comes out as a one inning reliever and starts to be a little trustworthy because the rest of this pen is just not trustworthy really at all at this moment. In terms of my Rangers reliever trust rankings, here, here's where I have in the tier of trustworthy in even some scenarios. I have Jose the Clerk. Jose Clerk had a great outing in this one. One inning, two strikeouts zero base runners and he looked fantastic he was getting lots of swings and misses i mean half the swings and misses i believe that he had or half the swings were swings and misses he had uh six called strikes plus whiffs um yeah four whiffs on seven swings they did not make contact at all with his slider or his changeup he also got a swing and miss on the four seamer and the only pitch that he didn't get a whiff on was the cutter which he got two swings and both of those were one of those was fouled off. One of those was a an out, um, a ball in play. So, I mean, Jose Leclerc has quietly been pretty good as of late, and he, I know he's still nervy to, to throw out there because his at-bats always take a long time because he throws a lot of pitches because he's not really in the zone so much. But he when he is on and effective, this, the break on his stuff is incredibly good. The spin rate on his fastball and the velocity of it is is really, really good. And he's got potential to be a back-end reliever. There's a reason why he closed out some games for a year and a half, two-ish years for the Rangers and and had some really good seasons and earned himself the contract that he did. Now, he has been really erratic at moments, and I I don't know that I necessarily want him to be the Rangers closer down the stretch because that's going to give me so much anxiety that I'm already going to have because this AOS chase is just such a hot mess. Um, But... I mean, with bullpens, you just got to kind of ride the hot hand. In terms of the other tiers in my bullpen trust tree, there is everyone else in the no, just straight-up no category. I mean, look at literally everybody else in this pen, and I just I don't know that I trust anybody. Rollis chapman has blown half the save opportunities that he's had. I mean, there is not a whole lot else that's going right for the rangers in the bullpen josh spores didn't get a single out in this one i mean even chris stratton who'd been mostly trustworthy gave an absolute tater in this one and brock burke has definitely shown some some flaws as well grant anderson is well i feel like he's kind of fluky honestly but you look at this pen and the amount of things that they can change and and the guys who they can even send down here's the relievers who the rangers can send down to the minor leagues without just straight up cutting them there's Grant Anderson, there's Brock Burke, and that's it. That's all they can do, and I don't think they're going to send down Brock Burke, and Grant Anderson hasn't been the Rangers' biggest problem. Grant he's not pitching in the highest-leverage situations to where he could become the Rangers' biggest problem, but if the Rangers want to make some changes in their bullpen, I mean, they're going to have to send one of those two guys down, or they're just going to have to straight-up cut one of the other relievers. I mean, I know Will Smith has cooked in this month, but are the Rangers really willing to just cut bait on him and... And not think that he's going to have another hot streak. I mean, relievers are just so fickle, and it's the worst thing in the world to just have to sit there and know that this bullpen is is in a rough way and not be able to do anything about it. It's just so incredibly frustrating when it's so predictable. Seeing this team go in with a one-run lead late in the games, and they oh, it doesn't really matter who's coming out of the pen right now because they're going to get cooked because that's the way things are going for this team right now. I mean, what are you going to start throwing Martín Pérez in high-leverage situations? You're going to start throwing. I don't even know. I don't really even know what the options are. I mean, there are a few guys that are possible the Rangers could try it out there. I mean, here's some, some guys in the minor leagues who it might be time to take an option on them. I mean, Danny Duffy is has done okay in, in Frisco. I mean, he came up to AAA for a little bit, and he got kind of rocked. The Rangers signed him to a minor league deal to let him kind of rehab throughout the season. The thought was maybe by the end of the season... Danny Duffy is is kind of looking more like his his Danny Duffy self, which is a guy who could maybe help you in the panel a lefty arm that might be might be reliable if the Rangers want to just cut bait on Will Smith, which I don't know that they do at this point. Maybe that's an option. Antoine Kelly is a guy who has been phenomenal um, since July. He's got 18 and two thirds innings. 22 strikeouts, just two walks, and only one earned run. I don't know why in the heck he's still in AA Frisco. I just, I really don't understand. He's not on the 40-man roster, so there would have to be some kind of change there. The guys who are uh, potential options to cut bait on are, I think, Yeri Rodriguez would be the first one to go. Um, maybe Glenado. but maybe Glonato's an option to, to bring him back up. I thought that if you threw him in a multi-inning pen roll as opposed to stretching him out as a starter, which I don't know why in the heck the Rangers are doing that, as opposed to just Trying to make him a late inning, gear it up, throw throw in it one inning. Have your fastball play up into the upper nineties, like it has at points in his minor league career. And if they threw him to just go all out for one inning and have a fastball, even if it's not the best fastball, if the velocity is up in the mid nineties, then you throw that breaking pitch that he's got. That's that's the makings of a nasty reliever. But I don't know that I trust that. Maybe maybe you just put Owen White in the pen and hope that he starts to find his velocity which I, I don't think they do I really don't think they should do I, I mean I don't really want to see Owen White back up in the majors at this point because I don't think he's going to make that much of an impact I mean even in September when the rosters expand I, I don't really know what this team's going to do coming up we're going to look at a few more options in the Rangers pen a couple of interesting things that a former Ranger had to say disparagingly about the Angels and our prospect of the week but first let's word from our sponsors Shout out to the Rangers for making Locked on Rangers your first listen every single day. Like I said on Monday's show, I'll be talking with Brandon of Locked on Twins. Maybe the Rangers by then will have broken out of this losing streak, or maybe they'll be at 10 straight games that I will have turned into the jugger. The Rangers take on the Twins this weekend. You can t- p- catch every pitch for the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, there are a few other options the Rangers have in their bullpen down on the minor leagues. There is Zach Kent, who has been okay in his last few outings. He's been mostly a starter, or he has been starting for the last three outings in AAA. He has gone three innings, three innings, and two and a third innings. It has been about a week since he has last pitched. maybe he's pitching tonight, and he hasn't. The Baseball Reference page has not been updated. Um, but his last outing wasn't really great. Honestly, it was not great. Two and a third innings, three walks, um, zero hits, but did have two runs, both of which were earned. Had three strikeouts. He has got um, where we go eight strikeouts in eight and a third innings in his last three outings for Triple A, which has been his only ones since that first outing when he got injured, unfortunately. Otherwise, I think he would have been in the major league pen. He is on the 40-man roster, so there wouldn't have to be any kind of maneuvering. I don't think they're going to call him up just yet after that really rough outing where he got rocked around a little bit by the Sugarland Space Cowboys, which unfortunately are the Astros affiliate, which is making that extra annoying. There's also a couple other guys that are still on the 40-man in Jonathan Hernandez, who I think I, you might say I might say that name, and you might absolutely cringe and think, "No, absolutely not." I just saw what he did when he was with the Rangers last. But in the month of August, he has been much better in AAA, zero point seventy nine ERA, and that zero point seventy nine ERA comes in seven games, eleven and a third innings. Does have four walks in that span, but also has fourteen strikeouts in the month before. In July, he had six innings where he had eight strikeouts, but seven walks there. So the walks are still a problem. The strikeouts are still. a a solution to that problem but if you are wary of doing that i understand his stuff is a little bit better than grant anderson but anderson hasn't had the just insane walk issues that that we've seen from jonathan hernandez this year and then um well outside of that yeah it's not really a whole lot. Maybe you want to go with Mark Church, who has had a, a decent month of August. In the month of August, he has got a zero ERA in four games, seven innings, four walks, though, but nine strikeouts. He has had a lot of walk issues. He's got the nastiest slider in the Rangers system at this moment. But I don't think that this is necessarily the time for him to come up because if if A hitters are getting this many walks off him, I think the big league hitters are going to get even more, but it's just such a dire situation for the Rangers at the moment. I mean, maybe Alex Spees comes back up for a little bit of a cameo. I mean, I just—it is just such a rough way, and it's so frustrating because the Rangers could see this as their biggest problem coming out of spring training, going into the deadline. I mean, it was such a glaring issue. I mean, this team—it because of the bullpen—it feels like that they have so much worse of a record than their expected wins and loss record. I mean, heading into this game, the Rangers hadn't. Pythagorean record of eighty and forty six and their actual record was seventy two and fifty four. Eight games worse. If the Rangers had just just what their Pythagorean record was, they would have an eight game, nine game lead over the Astros? Would it be 10 games. I I don't know at this point, but it's just so incredibly frustrating to watch this team lose close game after close game after close game because the offense is great. For the most part, it's great. I know they have some inconsistencies, but so does literally every offense. Even the Braves offense has some games where they get shut out, and they have like 1 through 9 of everybody in their, their, their team OPS is somewhere around 875, which is just Absolutely insane. And even the Dodgers who have the two be- two of the best hitters on the planet going one and two, like the Rangers have well, the best hitter on the planet going number two, and Marcus Simeon, a pretty solid leadoff hitter, and the rest of their lineup definitely has their moments. But like you can't expect the offense to score literally ten runs every single game. And the starting pitching is is really good. I mean if your worst starter is Andrew Heaney, and with all my complaints about Andrew Heaney, he is still a really solid number five starter, and he's about to lose his spot in the rotation when Nathan Diavaldi comes back. So your worst starter is going to be Dane Dunning, who has a three twenty ERA on the season, three nineteen. Like this team should not be losing this many close games but the bullpen is just such a glaring issue and there were trades to be made there there were more trades to be made and it felt like at the deadline that's why my first uh, my first episode after the deadline was did chris young do enough and it, it felt like kind of but you really wanted one more reliever i mean he only traded for two relievers this year i mean he traded for roldis chapman which like is probably the best reliever out there on the market like pretty solid trade and doing that about a month before the deadline. That was a smart move to get more value out of him because the Rangers pen was in such a rough way. And then you got Chris Stratton, who has been mostly pretty darn good for this Rangers bullpen. But you kind of knew Will Smith was a little bit of a flash in the pan. You kind of knew that Josh Swartz, you weren't entirely sold on if he is or if he isn't a good reliever. It's been three years, of and we're still I, we thought we knew that in the month of May that, okay, yeah, Josh Boers is just going to be a good reliever. But like every reliever, there is just so much up and down. That's why you got to go make these trades. I know I said I hate trading for relievers because those are the trades that could come back to bite you in the keister so incredibly badly as it's looking like this Rolls-Chapman trade could be because of what Cole is doing in Kansas City. But but the Rangers just needed Rolls-Chapman in the worst way. So even if even if Cole Reagans would have been really good for the Rangers and it would have been nice to see him get some of the starts as opposed to, uh, Martin Perez and, um, Andrew Heaney. But you know, that's a discussion for another day. And, Maybe he wouldn't have done what he's doing there, here, but he was still throwing 99 with the Rangers. He wasn't hitting 101 like he has with Kansas City, but I digress. That is a conversation for another day. You still would have liked to have traded for a reliever, and because they didn't, it might end up costing this team. There are a lot of close games in the playoffs. This team, the things that they don't do well is hold leads late, win close games, and come back in games. And... Those are the type of games that are in the playoffs. It's easy to sit here and say, well, the Rangers still have a one-game lead, blah, 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 and they'll have couple, seven out of the last ten games against the Mariners, who they've destroyed. They've also got three games against the Astros, so they can you know, cushion themselves a little bit, and they kind of control their own destiny. Well, if, if you're not winning these close games, and even if you win the AOS and you do get that number two seed because they're probably not passing the oils for the best record in the american league you're gonna have to play a lot of these close games in october and i know that we have said like october is such a crap shoot but like if you're not good at the things that you have to do to win in october even if you have bruce Bochi and his magical postseason touch even if you have all these great players and great starting pitchers and a great uh you know starting lineup and rotation yada 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 if you're not winning if you're not able to do what it takes to win these close games like you have in October then all of this whatever 90 plus win season that it ends up being if the Rangers do win the AOS like you're not going to go deep into the playoffs like this the Rangers are going to need to really prioritize signing their bullpen in the offseason like it's just it's just so incredibly frustrating to watch this bullpen time and time again waste what should be a much easier stretch down to the end of the regular season, and it should be a team that is winning much more of these close games. But just every single time, the Rangers have a nice thing this season. The bullpen just seems to absolutely poop on it, and I am really freaking sick of watching it. But that is enough about this major league team. We're going to look about a little bit of stuff that's been going on in the minors this week, including our prospect of the week. I guess just mine. I don't know why I say it's like the royal we. Um, But this week's prospect of the week is a guy who I considered last week, um, and I was like, "Eh, I don't know. He didn't have enough strikeouts in his uh, five shutout innings last week. Well, this week he did five shutout innings yet again with nine strikeouts, just two hits, and zero walks. And I'm talking, of course, about Hope Jose Corniel, the pitcher for the Down East—well, actually, he was starting with the Down East Wood Tucks. He's wearing a Down East Wood Tucks hat in his baseball reference page. But he did this for the Hickory Crawdads against the Greenville Drive. His last three outings have gone—actually, his last four outings have gone like this. On In August, he has got four starts. Two of them were for seven innings. The last two have combined for ten innings of shutout baseball with four, 15 strikeouts and zero walks. That is some incredible stuff from this kid. Uh, He is 20 years old and already in high A. Just turned 20 on June 22nd of this year. He was born in 2003, which makes me feel incredibly old, but also a huge testament to this kid, what he is doing. He listed at 6'3", 165 pounds. Jeez, what what a string bean, but he, he is you know, effective. He's been very effective at Hickory this year, and even when he was at Down East, he has just been very, very good, very consistent. I don't think that his ceiling is, you know, anything like an ace or anything like that, but heck, if if the Rangers could develop literally just one guy to be a back-end rotation piece or, you know, God forbid, a mid-rotation starter, like, that would be... I would be... Dancing on the freaking moon because it has been just so rough at not developing starting pitchers. Jose Cornell is a guy who I think I need to have higher in my preseason at top prospect rankings because he has been nails this season in Down East, getting 2.70 ERA in 10 games there, and in 10 games for Hickory, he has got a. 322 ERA, 50 innings, 55 strikeouts on the air. He's got 10.7 Ks per nine, 2.5 walks per nine, a whip below one, and those are all kind of the things that I'm looking for in a starting pitcher, a guy who can stay in the zone, get some swings and misses, and since he is 20 years old and already at Hickory, where he is 3.1 years younger than the average pitcher in that league, that is a really, really good sign. And the Rangers need some good signs because things have just been in such a rough way for them. It's been increasingly frustrating just watching this team. It's having an incredible season, just things keep going down the toilet. Uh, I just would really I would really like for this team to stop throwing the season down the toilet and losing seven straight games. I, I think that things will end up being okay for this team. But, I mean, how can you not watch these last seven games and think uh, it feels like something is just wrong and broken with this team? Bruce Bochy's at the helm, so it's hard to get too mad about everything and, and not feel like that this team is going to pull out of it. But, like, it's about freaking time. This is this is one of the last few series of the year where the Rangers are playing against a non-divisional playoff team. I mean, the Rangers have two series that are going to be left this year against teams that are still in the playoff hunt that are not in their own division. They have a series, a four-game series in Toronto against the Blue Jays, who are not in a playoff spot currently, but are just right there and. It, if the Rangers fall out of the division lead, which might honestly happen by Monday, then that, those four games in Toronto are going to be absolutely massive, but the Rangers have you know, seven out of their next, well, I guess not at this point, six out of their next nine against the Twins, and then a three-game series in the city field against the Mets, which the Rangers are really going to need to sweep that one to get things around. Also, one last prospect thing to note on, in the last seven days, Evan Carter has continued his hot stretch. He has gone hitting 300 with an on-base of 417 and slugging 500, a 917 OPS in these last seven days, three walks to six strikeouts, a couple of stolen bases, a triple, and two doubles because that's what Evan Carter does. There's a nice feature in the Dallas Morning News written by, I believe it was uh, Sean McFarlane, um, and Evan Carter said he thinks he's ready for the big leagues right now, which good on him. I think if the Rangers call him up, he might be okay, but I would still be a little cautious on calling him up. I mean, if the Rangers' losing streak hits 10 games, all bets are freaking off. Maybe you call up Evan Carter just for something to go right for this team because it has been a rough seven-game losing streak, but hopefully tomorrow will be the day that they finally break it out and start to give some hope back to this team. They do still have a lead in the AL West and that's going to do it for this week's shows. Thank y'all so much for listening and subscribing. And don't forget to enjoy why you can first place Texas Rangers baseball.